0: (laughs) Hello,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. This is Hollywood McConaughey with the double biceps. It is in the contract and legal requirement every single time we appear on camera. We're just ticking the boxes, making sure that the lawyers are happy. Mm. The man to my right this time, but to your left, it is in fact the co-pilot, the co-founder, the co-wearer of clothes, the co-breather of air in this very room. It is in fact the king of sting, the master of disaster, the count of Monte Cristo. It is Thunderlips, the ultimate male... Mm. Over there. <laughs> it is the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. <laughs> and there it is, uh, Be serious. The illustrious award held by the illustrious man with the illustrious beard. It is, in fact, your friend and mine. It is Dave, Dave Stockbridge. Stockbridge, welcome to the Woo-hoo! Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you
2: very much for that very, very warm welcome. What a massive week it has been in the world of local MMA, Hollywood, Matt Connolly. We've ju- we're just now recovering. From DFC eighteen, the <laughs> biggest and best DFC event to date, and joining us here on the podcast is Rich Banger Warner. Hello, he is uh, <laughs> he, he, the, the commentator for DFC, uh, along with Andy Carpenter, of course, your your partner in crime, as yes. they like to say. Yes, and uh, a big, big DFC eighteen, and uh, we're going to go right through the card and and get your thoughts as we do, Rich. And um, is that and, my intro? Is that it? Uh, You're not going to say Doyen. The
1: Doyen of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu
3: expert.
2: Uh, uh, We're going to raise that. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: We're
2: over that hurdle already. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: we definitely won't say Doyen. We won't say you're Uh, a master of Jiu-Jitsu.
3: The dickhead from <laughs> DFC. <laughs>
1: what a card it was, though! DFC, um, amazing yeah. event. Uh, yeah. So many first round finishes, all in a row. Oh, probably the most I've seen on a card on an MA card. It uh,
3: did just keep moving quite fast through the fights because there was, you know, they weren't going to the judges' decision, no, were they? No, no,
1: they weren't getting no. past the first round. Yeah, was, I thought <laughs> we were all going to be home
2: by nine thirty yeah. at one yeah. stage. But, uh, yeah. uh, but, Rich, what, what are your uh, your executive overview of DFC eighteen, if you if you will?
3: Well, yeah, look, as you guys have said, you know, they get better and better. Um, the, the matchups were the key, weren't they? Like, you know, Ike as always does really great matchups. One of those matchups in particular, the very main event was six years in the making with mm. Brad Wally um, against uh, Jake Hurl. Oh. <laughs> I nearly forgot his name. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Um, yeah, and look so there was a lot of talk, a lot of lot of stuff in the background to actually get that fight. Um and look the matchups are spot on, um, absolutely spot on. There wasn't a dud, card, a dud fight on the card, as you'd expect. Um, yeah, and some really, really uh, big, big knockouts and big finishes. So yeah, I think it was just. On point as per usual
2: so your, your three main events of the night were really a, a grudge match and two title fights those um, last three.
3: Oh my god mm. i mean if you were just you paid your money and you just saw those last three fights oh. you would got your money you know well worth uh, and spent spent your money well so yeah look it was joe brown versus uh damien volar we're in the damien volar t-shirt today and mm-hmm. that was uh, for the middleweight title, it, the was, middleweight title. it was so- of course we're all big fans of talia the great white greats. Do the intro for great white greats. I love that. Got, I always get pins and needles when you, when you uh, do your MC thing, Dave. really do. Um, and yeah, that was an awesome, awesome uh, battle, wasn't it? And um, and then of course, uh, you know, Jake Hurl versus, um, um, yeah, the, the, the Ant-Man in Brad Wally. So, you know, a lot of talk uh, between those two boys over the years. And yeah, I don't know how much we should talk about exactly the background of that fight,
2: things that are, the naughty
3: words that had been said to each other. There was some bad other. blood, though. There, there
2: was, was some- definitely some bad blood, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And and some uh, some mm-hmm. fighters on debut. Uh, we had the uh, uh, Hooks BJJ Challenge, which was uh, yeah, yep. uh, two two hits and a final uh, throughout the night as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fight fans had uh, plenty to look forward to. Fourteen fights in total, um, including the the three BJJ matchups. So um, a very very full card, and uh, and and it uh, all kicked off at the beginning of the night. It That's normally kicks off weird. at the beginning of the
3: night. <laughs> I found I like, like your winner, Stars
2: the Year.
1: The card that was just up on the I'm screen. Just, I'm just bringing so... it up here. So that, so that everyone. No, I, I'm going to bring it up so everyone can see oh, it. Oh,
2: This is great.
1: There it's you 50% go, uploaded. Here it's we go. Trying to put there us go. off David.
2: Was missed a little bit in the uh, in the pay per view, and by the way, you can still pick up the pay per view fight
1: TV. Head over yeah. there right
2: now,
3: or five dollars sent to me. I'll probably give my username and password. So <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs> fifty or five dollars, you know, the choice is yours. Um,
1: big Boob sixty nine. Is the password? Still the password. <laughs> <laughs> still the password. Uh,
2: so uh, and uh, and what people might miss is that in that in that first uh, few minutes of the night, there, there was no sound coming through from the commentary booth. Um, so um, we, we don't Always know what. Always good happened. to highlight the negative. Yeah, (laughs) good job. Uh, But what they did miss was some of the chatter about uh, Dan Curry and Dan Curry's last appearance at DFC, which wasn't a BJJ fight, but was maybe the bloodiest MMA fight that I've ever seen and yeah. maybe the bloodiest in the history of Australian MMA. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that that particular night still still haunts me. I wake up in the middle of the night. Just well, you that, were
3: covered in blood, boys.
2: You, <laughs> you, know, you just <laughs> bought
3: this beautiful suit and it's just red-marked and pockmarked marked all over and You had to
1: get uh, your tailor to design it to be blood-proofed. And yeah, that's you right. <laughs> it's come out in a plastic suit. <laughs> the, 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 smell of, the smell of that, that copper. Mate.
2: copper that's still it, to yeah, yeah. this day. That,
3: I mean, you see... Bloody matches, but you don't smell bloody matches. No, that no. That was
2: ridiculous. That mm. was insane. It was absolutely insane. You were almost slipping on the blood as you walked into <laughs> the cage. It was, uh, yeah, quite a, quite unbelievable. Um, Jordan Clark is in the chat. Uh, sponsor hey, Richard Warner now. Sponsor this,
1: man. There is there is room at the back of, of his shirt, Dave, if you want uh, a sponsorship. <laughs> 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 Just at the back so no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, Jordan. How
3: are you, mate? Jordan fought on Element Fight Night um, a few weeks ago, and it was really awesome. I had the best seat in the house. I was just right up next to the cage just because I got there nice and early, <laughs> and no one sort of kicked me out of the spot, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, and um, he, he connected eyes with me, like, I think maybe before he'd thrown a punch, mm. and, you know, me, big bloody mouth, you know, can't help myself, and and, I, and I'm like, he's looking at me, so I'm going to, Start coaching him a little bit, and hey. they started going hey, out in combinations. And he started like, "Yeah, all right, good one." Oh, good on, Rich. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and then they started working, and he had an awesome fight, awesome fight with this other fella, and it was awesome because. he hasn't so, spoken to you since. You know, <laughs> you know he's, <laughs> he's come a good mate of mine, um, and he is a big supporter of the podcast. He goes, oh, "I know you from the, you know, from the what's that podcast name?" <laughs> yeah, yeah you no, know, he knew us from, from that one. Podcasts. From not this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he put on a great fight. Really, really. Uh, Back and forth, hard banging fight. So, a Jordan. Hope you're well, mate.
1: Did he win? He won the one? No, he's <laughs> right. You know, I had him. I had him won. That's but it not was not the happy ending we were looking It was a split
3: decision, <laughs> and the judges, of course, got it wrong. You know? okay,
1: so, yeah, yeah. You so, he won on one judge's card, though.
3: Yeah. yeah, and mine. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, there, there you go. It was a draw. <laughs> yeah, I thought the judges were arguing over it, so it was very, very tight. Mm. Yeah, it Was it twenty nine, twenty eight? So. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Mm. Mm. Could have gone either way. Yeah. Hard
2: away. yeah. All right. yeah. Okay. Well done, Jordan. Um, we will look forward to seeing you hopefully on a DFC card sometime soon. But otherwise, I'm sure there'll be another element yeah. fight night on the calendar at some time in the next twelve months. Yeah. So yeah. becoming the annual it's fixture feminine. on the on the M-
1: local MMA scene. Mm. Um, is, it was a fun fight, and he's on to the next one.
2: Oh. Very good, Jordan. Maybe uh, has that been booked? Maybe this can be the platform to announce that next matchup of yours. We yeah. certainly hope so. Maybe, um, maybe
1: the DFC. I don't know. Maybe, maybe can, it's yeah.
2: DFC. It's UFC. Yeah. Come Are they on, well, yeah.
1: they're nice. fighting Jordan. for the title, of the light heavyweight championship. <laughs> <in UFC. laughs> against Damien Waller. That's what? right. <laughs> so, uh,
2: it's so, his uh, teammate. One, one of the great <laughs> things. About, yeah, one of the great things about DFC is that you you do get some spectacular matchups at the top of the card. And, and some really high quality high caliber yeah. athletes and and one of the great one of the things that TFC have been able to do just beautifully over recent times is find some of this emerging talent that's uh, that no one's really heard of yet um that are just on the on the peripheral of, of, of getting they're, they're training well they're, yeah. they're, they're doing everything right they're getting their preparation but people don't really know how it's going to go on the cage for them yet even the athletes themselves but somehow dfc've got a bit of a knack of finding who those athletes are and elevating them yeah. onto the biggest stage in, yeah. in MMA here in South Australia.
3: In the last few years, we've had um, a quite a, a good emergence of inter-club challenges, which mm. is a, you know, even before they get to, say, Element Fight Night, which is another, you know, great competition that's been going on once a year or so. Um, yeah, inter are a great way to check out your, your fighters and put them in uh, in the deep end and give them some first experience where it's not really an official fight, it doesn't get any recognition on terms of uh, a record or anything like that, mm. but it's, great. it's a great way to say, okay, it's not necessarily sparring, it's not necessarily a fight, it's somewhere in between, but you get a really good picture of who these guys are. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's, some, there's been a, a real. Um uh, some great opportunities. I think complete control with Alan Hartley has um, has put on a couple of shows, which has really been exciting mm. to get out and support. So if you you hear about some of these, get uh, get amongst it and get get along to them. One of the things um, as well is uh, the the state titles for BJJ is on this weekend on Ooh. Saturday, Ooh. so it's another great opportunity where you see some 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 good talent coming up. And and then of course we've got the state Muay Thai uh, Muay Thai fights on on Sunday, so it's a big wow. weekend, guys, mm. uh, as well. So really exciting. I think I'm going to get it both. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy because it's complete opposite,
1: all. isn't it? It's, you've got the ground fighting and then immediately the next day it's all stand-up. Yeah, up.
3: yeah, exactly. And, you know, you get to see everybody. So if you're not at the BJJ, you'll be at the Muay Thai. And so, you know, you, it's a great big community that we have, isn't it? And then, of course, if you want to re- really get into the real, real uh, competition, you come to DFC. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs>
2: And I think one of the great things uh, at the bottom end of the card, you'll see uh, guys that have only had one or two fights and and mightn't have the the best record yet, but uh, they're rewarded because of the shows that they put on. So they they might have come out on debut and and lost narrowly, but put on a great show.
3: Mark Maysfield is one of those. Four and one he
2: was this this weekend,
3: but he's never had a bad fight. (laughs) Screw what it says on paper. This guy always comes forward. He had probably the worst performance he's put on so far because Mm. he just got dominated by amazing. Amazing uh, grappler um, from, I believe, Western Australia. Remember the guy with the awesome glasses? Yes. yes. Uh, not the
1: hog, from but Eagle. the other awesome glasses. Was he from Igor or not?
3: Oh, sorry, Igor, yeah, yeah, South Wales. We yeah, have yeah. yeah. uh, Josh uh, Koulibau. Um, yep. Uh, Kouya Koulibau in Should the here, in yeah. background. Um, yep. what Hamish. What his name? Hamish MacGyver. Thank you so much, Hamish. Um, so these guys from Igor have not lost one fight, yeah. I believe, in South Australia. Yeah, they've been crushing. Yeah. Well,
1: maybe um, – uh, is it the guy who fought uh, Damien last, um, Nugamauer. No, I don't think he no, was he from, from was was New uh, South Wales. but he Brian, wasn't. Brian
3: Ebersole's gym. Um, yep.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Ebersole.
3: Talk mm, us right. through Brian Ebersole.
1: Well, the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Did you hear about his day? Right. So He's he said. used to, like, I, I got to tell because it's hilarious. <laughs> so <funny>. so um, <laughs> Brian Ebersole is, a, is an American guy who, who'd moved. <laughs> He's, he'd been a bit of a journeyman in MMA, oh, yeah. but he had he'd fought all around the world and he was living in sydney and he was training in sydney uh, and then the ufc was having an event there and last minute somebody got injured and they yeah. said oh well, we've got to get somebody on to replace them and who's a local fighter that can do it we've got experience and and um, Brian put his hand up and then they said, okay. And so he, he got the opportunity to go out and he fought. And I think it was Chris Lytle or so it was somebody that was quite quite uh, up there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he won the fight. And and that's and, not
3: the cool part of the story. Yeah, and but, the cool part of the story
1: is. Exactly. So he, he, <laughs> his, his little gimmick or his thing is that he would get his chest hair, he would shave it into an arrow pointing mm-hmm. upwards oh, towards his mm-hmm. face. <laughs> and they said like, why this did, is where to hit me yeah yeah why why would you do that he goes well none of my opponents have ever landed a good headshot on me so i pointed it like this is where my head is <laughs> <laughs> and there was a video of him because his wife or his girlfriend like hated it oh yeah and uh he looked like when a in, complete clown yeah it, it was funny it was yeah. great dude, though. absolutely and uh in in one of his training sessions in in grappling um the other guys had planned out that they were going to do this thing and it was like they they had a camera just sort of set up in the corner and then they've gone okay now and like eight guys have fun and just grabbed him and held him down and then somebody's <laughs> his wife's putting like the clippers and they're like <laughs> <shaped> <laughs> off the, the hero he was really angry too <laughs> brian Ebersole. and, no. and, and
3: the, the great other thing about brian episode is what he used to do he was such an individual like just in total Individualistic thinker, and he put that into his fight. He fought like an individual as well. Mm.
1: He used to do the cartwheel kick to start things off,
3: cartwheel kick. Mm. Like he regularly did it, just like he'd be losing the fight like so badly, but he'd just be like, "Okay, I'll do some crazy shit," you know, <laughs> and just be like, "What the hell move was that?" Yeah. You know, just to roll around in front of the the fight, you know. Well, they got they line. got
1: investigated for fight fixing because they didn't believe it was the very first move of the fight that they, they've started the fight. He's come out and done the cartwheel kick; it landed and knocked the guy out. And yeah. they and the the athletic commission was like, "That no one would ever that would not work. This is a." <laughs> This is a fix, like that, and then they had to no, investigate. You just and,
3: don't know, Brian.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> like, you've planned this, and this is outrageous. You yeah. can't be going out doing that sort of thing. Only and, ever
3: worked once, though, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. You <laughs> tried so many times after
1: that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, well, uh, uh, Nougabell uh, was Nugabau, Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, wrong. Wrong. Gene. Right, I it's the like eagle, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> came full circle. I was trying <laughs> to escape
1: the fact that I'd made a mistake. I no, but yeah, <laughs> and we, we just <laughs> highlight, we, we circle back. Yeah. And,
2: uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, exciting fights. Um, and from, I, I love the fact that when you looked at the bottom of the card here, you got some fighters that are just making their their first or second fight, and some like Mark, for instance, who, um, have. Been just unfortunate, unlucky, or have put in great performances, and just fight of the
3: nights, but just haven't got the win.
2: Haven't got the win yet, but uh, they're rewarded for the show that they're putting on. And I think that's that's kind of. Oh, I, I love that. That's what I like he's putting out there. The promoter for the event is saying, you know, win, lose, or draw. It's the show you put on. Put on yes, a good show, and you'll always yeah. be back on DFC. 100%. And uh, we saw some familiar faces there. Malita Creamy, for instance. Uh, uh, Antonio Cesaro is another one of those. Yeah, um, three fights in three months. Re- Antonio Cesario.
3: Yeah, Cesaro.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, Rahula... Uh, Karabah, for instance, is another one of those fighters.
3: Best performance ever.
2: Mm. Yes. Yeah, very very which composed. One, which one was that? Um, he is the Afghan.
3: <laughs> now, Rahula um, was against Crane Burke from M16, and um, he looks Afghani, mm. funnily enough. Yeah. Um, very serious, intent, uh, intense eyes mm. um, and a, a stand-up striker. Yeah. Um, he was he was an he put in a really, really good performance. I don't know how else to explain him when you say who is that.
1: No, I mean like which fight was it? I'm trying to remember uh, what happened to that. Fight
2: in. number eight.
1: Yeah, Crane, Crane Burke. Is that the only so, one that went decision?
2: And and Crane, hmm. That was the early ones.
1: Um I don't think any of the first eight, or well, seven or eight fights actually yeah, went Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Antonio,
2: yeah I think that you go to decision
1: from recollection. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh
2: yeah
3: it did it Mm -hmm. did and in the third round rahula i think the reason why he lost he he did he Uh, was the one who did the up kick dave Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and he got the point taken from steve percival we're like oh he's probably gonna get a warning and then when he gave the point you're like oh shit because it was so tight yeah and you know you could see the look of disappointment on rahula like uh another one who you know hasn't had the best on paper Mm. but always performs and and you know if you're an entertainer and you're thereabouts, we don't care because someone's got to lose and you have the best of the best, lose mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, really congratulations to Rahula um, from Trinity. Uh, the boys put on a, a fantastic uh, performance in that one. Um, but, yeah, maybe that upkick. Decided it. Possibly. Yeah, I
1: think I think that was the difference in the yeah. end. It all came down to point. I, I, I do support the, the taking of the point though, because you get so many times where people commit a foul, and it did strike, and it did land, yes. and it was that is an illegal shot, it, yeah. and they get warned so much before the fight these are the rules do not do these things don't grab the fence don't kick your opponent when they're down you know do all this and if you do that in the fight it's like you've had 50 warnings prior to getting in the cage why do you now get another one and your opponent is like stunned from that
3: well it's different to say you know a a foul where you might grab the cage temporarily and then you get your hand pulled off you know the cage from the ref and they give you maybe one maybe two warnings before Mm -hmm. you'd lose a point yeah um It's not necessarily going to hurt your opponent so much, is it? Whereas if you get an up kick, you can can knock somebody out quite easily if you get them in the right spot. I think he got him in the body. Um, Wasn't
1: it right in front of your desk? I saw it as a straight in the face.
3: Well, somebody over here had better seats than <laughs> yeah, the well, actual yeah, commentators. Of you right next to the next to the lovely ring girl. Yeah. And I've watched the replay. And
1: you know, he's just
3: chatting to the ring girl <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Camera's on Hollywood. Yeah, and he's
0: just sitting there going, oh, yeah, blah, blah, yeah.
3: blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
2: I don't
3: know. Didn't watch a thing. Didn't watch well, a I thing. didn't realise that. Him,
2: telling Tegan, oh, look, I'm just going to the
1: fights. You know, I'm just, <laughs> you, know, was, yeah. you know, the guys will be there. Yeah, yeah, the boys. hanging out with Dave and Rich, you yeah. know, yeah. Then he sits on the other I'm, side the watching play.
3: Yeah. What's going on
2: here?
1: So oh. Adam's up next to the ring girl. <laughs> oh, so there's this
2: seat taken. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah like, you you yeah. pointed me to that seat. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, originally you'd said, oh, you just sit here. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you've come back from announcing Sat and right you're like, that's part. my chair. I'm like, I'm oh, <laughs> sorry. Where do I sit, Rich? <laughs> I'm <sorry>. so, I'm, <laughs> you know,
3: I'm keen to get rid of Dave. There's many opportunities I must have okay. too many of the snakes uh, yeah. too early on. That's yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: anyway. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the seat, Like, and oh, the what about seat. there's a chair just free over there? I'm like, oh, all right, then. Yeah, so I'll sit there. And I didn't realize that I was on camera every single time that you were doing the announcements. So I was right next to oh, you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, And uh, after I realized the that. The Daily
2: Combat t shirt. Yes, that's right. Make
1: sure I'm not just sitting there on my phone. I'm like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay attention. attention. I'll clap for every single person. Oh, I did notice
3: the good timing with the clap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I saw that.
1: <laughs> Who is it? I do <laughs> <laughs> Well done, yes. I yes, yes, no, <laughs> did time that well even though you didn't see what was
3: going on. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: so I got a few people that had, that were at the event, a couple of my friends that I didn't know they were there. They didn't know I was there. And they've sent videos of you know, they're filming the screen <laughs> a message of me sitting there like, oh yeah. <laughs> <Likely> <laughs> clapping. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. that was great but yeah literally like the cage was was here yes. and a few times when the fighters sort of crashed into the cage heavily you, you do think
3: hmm. jesus oh, they're yeah. gonna... we had a little mic right up against the cage pointing at us commentators it was it was only about that far away from the cage and the cage moves not the cage moves but the the, the mesh yeah. the mesh moves yeah. a little bit went like damien bowler and so hit it you know yeah i'm like
1: Things are gonna break in. But they were so close; like their legs were here, and I couldn't see what was going on. Like you know, they're they're basically standing here. I'm looking at their their calf muscles. (laughs) I can't see what they're doing up there. (laughs) It
3: is something special being so close. It was amazing, and that's you know one of the reasons why I I suppose I feel so privileged doing what we do. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, Absolutely. Get the best seat in the house, and, yeah. and they allow me to scream and yell like I, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Other events are like, shut up, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: well, I, I just wonder, I'm going to ask you now, um, how many, how many uh, kicks did you get up to with Talia at, oh. in the first round? Because it's, oh, it's yeah. now almost the the uh, MMA folklore here in Australia <laughs> that the 14-kick count uh, from Talia's fight from maybe a year or so ago now it's been surpassed. It's now and what did you get up to? you know what? I, I watched the replay <laughs> and I actually
3: counted them properly on the replay because I could like press pause and shit. And I must have missed a good 10. Oh, but I wow. swear I got up to like 30, 34, 35. Wow. And so I reckon it was probably about 45 Jeez. knees that that were yeah. you know that were given. Um some not so flush as some of the others, but at least you know 20, 25 of those 45. We're right in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, so 45 knees in the first round from Talia, the great white greats. My goodness, yeah.
1: my goodness. it make a <laughs> striking coach proud, one would imagine. How did how did you score the five overall?
3: Oh, geez, uh, interesting call. Uh, interesting question. Um, I scored the first look, I'm not a judge, <laughs> but, um, but but I've got lots <laughs> of opinions. <laughs> um, look, I, I scored the first round at 10-8 to Talia okay um I thought she didn't just beat her she beat her convincingly in that first round um so much so that I thought there was some possible moments there where maybe the judge was getting right close to stopping it mm. um, and I think that was you know ten eight and that's why what i thought um I thought the second round i'm not I'm still not quite sure exactly uh but possibly she lost the second round mm. um possibly uh you know her her uh she didn't get any of the knees off like she did in the first and maybe she she remember her last uh fight was ended in a split decision loss and it's very controversial and uh if the great guys are watching us now um i don't want to say the wrong thing because josh is tough (laughs) (laughs) Talia is too yeah they're all (laughs) tough Uh, mandy will beat the crap out of me um but yeah look i thought uh after that, you know, it's going to play into your next fight, and I think she really didn't want to leave it in the hands so of the judges. T- after that, so. so
2: one thing I think that Talia did much better this time is at the end of every round, she threw the hand up. You know, it she right she there. looked like the winner of every round. She if you changed were, her body language, didn't she? Her body language shifted substantially <laughs> uh, from from last fight to this fight. Well so. done, Talia. That but was a big key,
3: and 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 you didn't oh, look. We knew that you were winning anyway, but it just looks great, mm. and you know, do that regardless. Your job is. Is to yes win the fight, but it's about the perception of you winning the fight. Mm. Do everything you can to be convincing of that fact. And she really, I don't know whose advice she took off that whether it was us or, or, or Josh <laughs> said something to her. But really, really well done. At the end of every single round, regardless, get your hand in the air and fist and put a big smile to the crowd like you won. Because yeah. maybe if it's really really tight, maybe that judge will go yeah, all
2: right. Well, and and you know, watching it back as well, you know, it, it, as soon as the bell rang. The hand was up. Yep, she was acknowledging yep. that. Yep, I've got this. Yep. I've got this, and and the room got behind her. I mean, she always had the support of the room. Um, but uh, you know, the, the the room started to roar, and and, oh, and yeah. people really we love got it when you it. see a
3: fighter loving it. Yeah, it? like yeah. yeah, yeah. So getting back to my score, okay. So like say so let's say let's give her opponent uh, round two. Mm-hmm. All right, so she's now she's up by one. Mm-hmm. She won by two points in the first so, uh, nineteen eighteen. Yeah, you do the maths for me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so she wins by two in the first. She lost by one in the second. I uh-huh. thought maybe Talia in the third mm-hmm. by one point mm-hmm. and then her opponent in the fourth possibly won. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Arguable on the second and the fourth about who won. You could have given Talia both of those but let's be really generous and give it to her opponent. So mm-hmm. you're now going into the fifth round. Not sure if that first round was a 10-8 because they're really given. I think yeah, she yeah. deserved it but… Probably not given it, yeah. um, because I don't know. Judges feel pressure not to do that. Mm. Um, we can talk about ten eights. I think it was a great, great yeah. conversation to have. But say going into the fifth, it could have been quite likely to be dead even. Yeah. Mm. Um, which makes for a bloody great uh, last five minutes. Mm. And I think she won the fifth.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I had I had it three to two. Um, I didn't give a ten eight in the first. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, ten nine. I had three rounds for Talia, first third and fifth. Second and, second and fourth for the opponent. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Very there very go. Very. So we—that's good. <laughs> but I did say to the to the judge that was sitting next to you, like as he was handing in his score, I was like, "Oh, how did you score uh, it?" And then uh, he, he gave me this, like, "Oh, he can't, want he to can't, can't ask anything. me that question." Look, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot. You can't tell me." And then he goes, ah, five to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> five. Five. Gave okay, all five. Wow. So yeah, there you go. There you go. And mm-hmm.
3: it, and it wasn't a split decision this time. I believe it was majority mm-hmm. um, majority win. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, really what a great effort. Really great to see how happy and relieved and excited she was at the end of that. Yeah. Um,
2: well, I think Talia's had some trauma when it's come to being announced champion as well, and on, on at least one occasion, uh, I think very early on in, in her career, she was uh, it was a state boxing or was it kickboxing, yeah. uh, and uh, she she oh, was yeah. she was uh, fighting for a state uh, title and uh, heard a name announced as the as the winner, only to be oh, told, no. oh, oh, "Oh, hang on, hang on, no, sorry, sorry, we've got that wrong." Uh, oh. And her opponent. <sighs> So it had the, well, take it away. Oh, and the, how horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, you see those emotional moments and, you know, was Tal- actually uh, oh. had it. Very, very came very, very close last time, How and do then you go this to same... sleep after that. I'd be waking up, you know, multiple times of the night, be going,
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I'm the No, um, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so,
2: it, so for, for, for Tali right? to hear those words and then to not have the belt taken away, yeah, uh, meant, uh, obviously, all the more. So, uh, it was mm-hmm. a, um, a, a beautiful moment and one we won't forget quickly at DFC. And, so, uh, and and just on that
3: as well, every time she's had a decision. Loss or win, geez, it's been a tough one. Mm. Um, the Amina Hadea fight, geez, yeah. and Amina has now just taken a contract uh, with Joe Lopez to go and fight in the UAE. Wow! Um, so really, yeah, yeah, Amina wow. Hadea. Um, so she has gone places. Um, and so it was a. Awesome, awesome fight against Talia. I actually sent Amina a message this week saying, mate, when you're coming back to uh, Diamondback, let's do a re re against uh, Talia Mm. because I think that's an absolute banger fight.
2: Yeah and, yeah, and Talia did have COVID when she
1: she fought. when she fought her. Yeah, and her so dad uh, wasn't able to be there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of things working against her.
3: Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see it again. I um, would too. You know, if she can beat Amina, because Amina has gone out and really, really put her name out there, mm. and you know, if you beat if you beat her. You've taken her name, taken mm. the glory off her, mm. you know, uh, we could see Talia fighting on some big stages in the future. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jordan
1: Clark has said that to answer the question earlier. My next fight is for one of Dave's blazers. <laughs> 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 uh, the biggest prize in local
2: MMA would be <laughs> Probably and, a uh, good fit, actually. He's a big boy, Jordan. Uh, you know uh, I mean? Yeah, well, and, and Sam, Sam Nijelke comes to mind as, a, as a, a potential opponent by the looks of things there too, Jordan. So that'll be an interesting uh. matchup. Mm. Well, uh, Najelki's
3: from the same club as well, so. Mm. Mm. I
1: think it might have been <laughs> uh, something we were talking about. I don't think he was saying. he, he I was going to gonna say, I would imagine a
2: pretty different weight divisions. between the two of those guys. <laughs> well, so unless Sam's bulking up a little bit, maybe. The, the way Element are going, we're going to have to
1: put them against each other, aren't we? Because yeah. Because just state, taking
3: over, so. Incredible. I
1: don't know what's in <laughs> the water down there. We have
3: to get a couple of losses for Element. <laughs> <something>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Phil Woody is in the chat. Hello to you, Phil. Phil Woody. Um, he said that he just got back from, <laughs> he got the the, the bow. Uh, mm-hmm. Morning just landed back in Scotland. Amazing time it was in Ottawa. Great to hang out with Jacob again. That was obviously for the Arm Gods, the arm wrestling event that uh, took place on the weekend. we Canada. talking about that later on the AWE podcast. But mm. uh, phenomenal uh, to see that they did such a good show and did a fantastic job. And you were part of that, Phil. So mm. and we've got oh somebody here is, is
0: that
1: uh McGonagall sings such what's well, such a great event some brilliant fights absolutely we mm. very much enjoyed it and uh love to, to see you here as well on the chat and Jordan sings
3: McGonagall is that right uh
1: yeah McGonagall sings McGonagall sings yeah you
2: know who that is? Oh, so so Jordan's just clarifying here. No, no, not Sam as an opponent. Not Sam as an opponent. <laughs> uh, Someone who's had some great fights and, uh, and and but not enjoyed the success. So, uh, in other words, it, you know he's got more L's next to his name than uh, than the fights might suggest, than the quality of fights that he's had might suggest. And mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam the Jockey's been unlucky on a couple of yeah. occasions. And yeah, uh, but it's a, it's
1: always fun to. Uh, See him into the cage yeah, and love and the crowd the love scratch him, scratch man, love scratch him. man. It's one of the advantages I find with with MMA compared to say boxing, where in mean, boxing your record is everything. Mm. If you lose ah. a fight, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, whereas in MMA, you can you can lose ten fights in a row, yeah. but if they're all bangers, like and it's and just back and well. forth, it's just like Same. oh, people still want to see you. Like yeah. it's like I don't Absolutely. care whether you won or lost. It's like no. you're exciting, you're entertaining. That that's more important.
3: It's a different mentality, isn't it? And um, I think. Muay Thai is the same because these guys are fighting, you know, over in Thailand every yeah. second week, you know. Mm. Um, you're never going to have 100, 100 and none. <laughs> you know, you might have 50 and 50, and that means yeah. you're a fucking legend. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well done. Absolutely. Uh, so, Was it
1: when we were doing uh, the Pride Fight series and uh, the, the Muay Thai guy that they'd brought over for that, and you were saying to him, what's your record like?" so I can announce it on the card? And he's like, um… Kind of you know, let me, let me write it down. Let me write it down. And it was like, I don't know, 180 wins and like, you know, 46 losses or something. Yeah, it, was like, it was just like, yeah, you know, it, was, it was
2: ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was
1: like 10 draws. I don't know. It was almost 300 fights. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he was 14. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do
3: start him young, mate, like yeah. over there. You know, they, they start him at like age five and six. Yeah. Literally,
2: it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane, and and so yeah, we we were blessed with some great fights early on. Um, early stoppages. If we bring up that card just quickly, uh, well, we whiz through. So we uh we kicked off with the um yeah, the let's Hulk's talk BJJ. about
3: yeah, I was yeah, Emir Zahovic versus Dan Curry, the tractor. And, Obviously, uh, Dan Curry won that one by ripping the arm off uh, Emir, and uh, I think he got um, a torn rotator cuff. Uh, it looked uh, it looked most nice. yeah. by Kimura there. Normally, it was kind of weird because normally, you know, you train jiu-jitsu and everyone will know what I'm talking about here, and you're you're looking after oh. your 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 stablemate, your buddies who you're rolling with all of the time. You might roll for two hours or whatever, and you pull on a Kimura and you know you've got it. They can't get out of it. And you're just going slowly and you're just waiting for them to tap because, if it, you know, you're going, oh, you're you still not going to tap? give A bit more, bit more. You don't need a lot of strength to, to you know, once you've got your wrists connected on the Kimura um, and you're going slowly and you're just waiting for the taps. As long as you can control the body and you can just keep putting that arm behind their back, mm. You're going to go enough until they just go, okay, okay, that's enough. They're not going to get out of it generally. It's really hard to straighten the arm. It's really weird to see Dan Curry just pull it on
2: hard like mm. that.
3: And he had the – up against the cage, couldn't go anywhere. And I think it was a verbal tap. Yeah, but I think it was a verbal
2: scream w- 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 and w- w- pain.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was done. And then you saw him come out of the cage. I think he sat right behind yeah. you, Matt. Yeah. 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 And, um, Yeah, a torn rotator cuff. What was the other one?
1: Well, yeah, his shoulder looked like it popped right up. It was either dislocation or or, or torn rotator cuff? I was hoping it wasn't a break in the humerus. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. the the opponent was trying to give him, like, the the fist bump, like, you know, good on you, well done. And he couldn't even – That's right. He couldn't even take his arm away. Like, it was in so much pain to be able to, like – he was just like, yep, 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 yep. Like, just leave me alone for a few minutes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so really, really great job by Dan um, to start off the night
1: there with a beautiful –
3: cranking submission really, really yeah, that fast. was
1: fast he, he locked it, and it was just like he's got it and all of a sudden because his arm was sort of in and then it's like boom. <laughs> it's gone yeah. out. as soon as he
3: got that wrist lock boom. Yeah.
1: Gone. um
3: you know and that's the beauty of submission isn't it is is that you don't need i mean i say this because dan is really strong but it's not necessarily about strength once you've got the technique um and uh yeah, if you can, if you, the battle is to be able to get the wrist. Yes. And, and once you've got that wrist and then control mm. onto your own wrist, it's it. That's, it's that's the a doyen of BJJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah, what do you want? Nardell uh, and uh,
2: Jacob, Jacob Desmond. That was the first MMA fight of the night.
3: Yeah, if you don't know what this one was, this was the first Crazy Sunglasses event mm. uh, with the hog. Um, and if you're wondering why they call Jacob Desmond the hog, mm-hmm. well, he's the protege of Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> uh, the Pooh Bear, Voler. Right. Voler and, the Honey uh, Bear. The Honey Bear. It's a different name every week. There's, there's an every, every coming fight, for the Honey. Coming for the Honey, <laughs> honey
2: whatever it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I even yeah. got confused in it's the coming cage. Coming for the Pooh. <laughs> I wanted to say Pooh Bear, but then it was like, oh, it's not Pooh Bear. Is it coming for the honey? Is it? All <laughs> of oh, the above? Hang on, it was it's all it's of it? It's that, that guy. You know who AKA. I mean. yeah. Yeah. That
0: guy. Him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so you know he's the protege, and I think you know Jacob uh, was previously an Australian superstar champion uh, backstroke swimmer, oh. uh, only a year and a half ago. Wow. And I think he was going for some crazy big event like Olympics or something like that. Just missed out on selection on the national team, and. Uh, got the shits and thought screw this put everything into swimming and you, can you, you can imagine the discipline involved in swimming yeah um and he's got massive feet a bit like Thorpey you know mm. as, as wide as this is you know mm. <laughs> um and uh i think you missed out on the team and he thought you know what i'm a big mma fan i'm going to go to my local mma gym and and start doing mm. that and that was a year and a half ago and wow. uh and so Uh, Pooh Bear took him under his wing and uh, he started calling him, well, if I'm the Pooh Bear, I'll call you the Piglet. (laughs) 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 Which isn't the (laughs) toughest name. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm glad
2: it's been revised. And yeah, And then I think through
3: the training, I thought, this guy's not
2: the Piglet, he's the Hog. (laughs)
1: He's the Hog. He's the full Hog. What do you think the best nicknames and worst nicknames you've heard in MMA? Well, Best and worst of what you've made up. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that,
3: well, maybe Brian Ebersol's is probably the, the worst. The hero. <laughs> the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was good. Um, I think the one of the worst, probably the worst, Twinkle Toes. Um, oh, who was that? Frank Trigg. Oh, yeah, that's pretty shit. Frank, Frank Twinkle Toes. <laughs> that's Trigg. shit. Uh, one of my favourites was the Meat Truck. Oh, who was the meat? uh guy? He was a heavyweight in the UFC. I only asked him maybe two fights, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was just—he was like a block of a man, and yeah. it was like the meat truck. Oh, that's what very. Would, what was your fight name, um, Hollywood? Well, Hollywood, was uh, Hollywood. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming up with anything else? I had to come up with that all by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'd have to come up with a fight name for Matt. Yeah, yeah. That, that
2: would that, that would then it's got meaning then it's twinkle got- toes is already taken can we yeah. put like an arrow on your chest <laughs> <laughs> pointing down
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for the ladies yeah, <laughs> yeah jordan right. clark says he's interested to know uh who you think should go for the amateur middleweight and light heavyweight titles given Ebola is going pro oh, to- well you
3: know i think probably the best answer for that is the guy he he just lost to um in Joe the Vanilla Gorilla Brown. Mm. Oh, yeah. Probably because we're really biased and we love
2: him. <laughs> what, what about Isaac Richards? Where do you, where do you feel Isaac oh, fits in that whole scheme of things?
3: I think, did he fight at middleweight? Um, it might have been. Isaac, was that middleweight or it's, was he uh, light, cool.
1: light heavyweight? Yeah. Well, they're both vacant if uh, Damien. Yeah,
2: well, that's right. They're, they're, so we got. Uh,
1: so he's well, he's carrying around four belts at the moment, well, isn't he, Damien? Uh, yeah,
2: well, he yeah, yeah but I, I, is it four belts, three titles? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, no, yeah. No. He's got a light heavyweight in oh, DFC yeah, and is very, XFC.
3: Isaac Richards is fought at light heavy. He
2: um, did, yeah. So there you go. And I,
3: yeah, like I think he, it's probably a bit too much for him to get down. Mm. Um. Yeah, he, he's he's just fantastic at the isn't at he? the weight that he's
2: at, isn't he? Isn't he? he? So uh, the ball cat. Okay, so at middleweight, we're looking at Joe
3: I'd like to see – Joe Brown. Yeah, I was thinking back. about this. Yeah, look, I'd love to see Joe – and, you know, the, he took that loss really well. Mm-hmm. Seen him, he's like on he, social media since then and had a little chat to him and, and I think he – I was really, you know, almost crying for him because we mm-hmm. love him, you know. He's a great mate mm-hmm. and, a, and a great guy and you can't but support this young man, Joe Brown. I'd love to see – and he was like – you know, I'll learn from that. I'm going to come back straight away. You've probably seen that, you know. Yeah. And and uh, it's like, wow, geez, it was, it's like less than you know, 20 hours since since the fight. And he's yeah. like, you know, enjoying time. He got engaged straight uh, afterwards.
2: Yes, yes. So congratulations, yeah. Vanilla Gorilla. So. <laughs> Maybe little, little gorillas are, uh, are on the horizon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little gorillas. Little gorillas out, out there. So, um, yeah.
3: Um, Joe Brown for middleweight title, CardioFlex. Uh, cardio flex. So. Yeah. And, uh, and
2: it'll be interesting to see who emerges as a as a worthy contender mm. in amateurs now. Although Joe's on the on the brink of going pro, and I, I think uh, Joe said it on a couple of occasions. He you know, did. we're all zero and zero when when we start as pros, so uh, uh, he he doesn't mind taking taking a nil here and there um, if it's. All moving in the right direction, and uh, so I, I felt like that there was a lot of growth um, in Joe as a result of um, his what a loss. fight, Dave. What a fight! Epic, yeah. epic! And I and I thought Did he you was having it a hard lot... to watch because we love
3: them both. <laughs> I, I mean,
2: it was one of those. Uh, I think it it, it kind of it, it compromises your 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 yes. your, your, your own morality because like, yes. I really like these two guys. Yeah, I, I want them both to win, uh-huh. um, but I, and I don't want to see any anybody lose. But yeah, it, it, and uh, but. but which means maybe I don't want to see the fight. No, but no, oh, I, re- I did. I really want to see the fight. I was uh, torn. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't.
1: I couldn't say. It. I couldn't cheer for. It. And I was like, you know, when you like go, yeah, uh, yeah. go both. Yeah. <laughs> it,
2: I, it was kind of just watching in shock in, in, in a little bit. But but what what I, what I will say is that, um, and I, I know we're bouncing around the card a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> I, are, I, I, I feel we're like, like <laughs> Joe was. I feel like Joe was enjoying some success with his uppercuts. So like Joe has this, has this, uh, wide stance and and. Uh, and He almost like an old school boxer, mm. and he's he's kind of got, got his hands really low. And here, where and because he, he's got that reach, like he, he seems to have some success in coming underneath, it's not like a, a oh, yeah, uppercut, it's more like a almost like a jab the, from, the, yes, from the hip, that's what it is, yeah, yeah. and he, and so. He, he can keep his distance. Come on, let's score. let's go. And, and, he, <laughs> and he almost lures the shorter opponents with the less reach in and, yeah, uh, yeah he keeps his chin out there and it's exciting to watch and uh, and he, 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 what he didn't do was shift up his stance as much as what I've seen him do before. Oh, great call, and uh, thank great, you, call.
3: Oh, great call. Great <laughs> call. <was a> <laughs> I, I didn't notice that until you just said it and I'm like, oh. Spot on. Yeah, they, he, he, he
1: did change it up once he got a heavy uh, calf kick. He Got he a lot of inside bro- leg kicks, didn't he? There was mm. one particular that, that <laughs> he saw the big red line appear almost instantly, and he he started changing stances pretty quick after that. In his corner like the Damien's corner Corner's like he changes stances, ah! he changes. <laughs> and then he turns it back. He's like, oh, whereas <laughs> he normally
2: would just do that uh, quite regularly as he's bouncing around the cage and uh, remaining static, probably exposed that that that, that hard yeah. kick. When it came through, um, when he did change, it was really obvious. And uh, but uh, yeah, he was enjoying some success with that. And uh, as the fight grew on, the sting came out of that 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 hip jab. And, uh, and and all of a sudden, you know, Damien... the hip
3: jab. We've got a new name. <laughs> yeah, the hip right. jab, and yeah, and yeah. uh, <laughs> the <ghost knocked me. laughs>
2: <laughs> Just making it up. Yeah. And uh, and so, uh, uh, yeah. No, I, feel, I I feel like uh, that's that's when Damien was able to close the distance without as much fear, and was able to break through. And and uh, and it was, re- but it really did take until the end of the third round and into the fourth round before we started to see that dominance really
1: emerge. It was still quite even, and you could have seen it go
2: either way right mm. up until the end.
1: I think uh, the Joe's game plan, and I think in most of his fights, is very much a counter striking style. As you said, you know he's he's. He's got his hips back, and he's got his upper body forwards. He's leaning forwards, but his hands are really low, and he's inviting people to throw punches, but his hands are ready to come up where you can't see that they're coming from underneath. So he catches a lot of people like that. And you could see he was waiting on Damien, waiting on Damien to come in, and every time that Damien would come in, he would throw the counter. But it wasn't until, I think it was late in the second or early in the third, Uh, Because Damien was throwing a lot of one-twos and he was getting caught with, you know, a single shot that Joe was throwing back. But when Damien threw a three-punch combo... That's right. That's what Mm. happened that changed a lot of the impact and a lot of momentum in the fight. Because he's come forwards, he's thrown one-two, and then he's gone three, and Joe was not expecting that third punch to come and it's landed clean and knocked him completely down. That's right. Um, He did recover and get back up, but he's, from that moment on... It looked like the sting had gone out of his punches. He looked like he'd uh. been a little bit rocked, and then he got a very heavy uh, calf kick, and that sort of limited his movement. I think he was yeah. very concerned about uh, the wrestling of Damien. And so you saw in that first round, anytime that Damien closed the distance or grabbed hold, uh, uh, Joe was very aggressive to get him off of and then move away, which is, you know, obviously the game plan. He wanted it to keep it standing. He wanted to do that counter striking. But after getting sort of rocked uh, quite. You know, significantly in it was that. The
3: second round where he got the the double right punch and I think went down. Was it the second? I round think or?
1: it was. It was either late in the second or early in the third. But uh yeah, he he got he knocked no, to the floor. No, it was the second. It was the second for sure. Yeah, and then from that point on, it landed looked like
3: that right hand and Damien was. You could see it in his head go, "Oh, that landed. Oh, do it again." Right, yeah. and then he went down.
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Didn't stay down. No, sorry, sorry, he did. Yeah, that's right. Interrupting your flow. No, that's okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and so um, it, it felt like at that point that joe was slowly slowly fading in terms of you know he was still there and still conscious and still but yeah he just didn't have that power behind mm. what he was doing mm. anymore and his game plan had sort of been worked out by damien at that point He knew that if he stepped forwards back you know and then flurried forwards it was that was where he was landing um and then obviously in the fifth he was able to take joe to the ground joe was sort of exhausted at that point he'd been he copying a lot of punches and so he just couldn't uh, sort of work his way out of it and uh, ended up getting the TKO finish. Was there five rounds or three? I was in the first one though. It was the Three rounds. Oh, I was three. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no,
3: five times three. My apologies. Yeah, no, yeah. So it might have been the. Third it round. was in the last yeah, round. Yeah, whatever sorry. it was, sorry. but
1: uh, yeah, it was yeah, for, there was five rounds, That's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but it looked like yeah, Joe was in because yeah, I was watching him in the corner with he was just talking with Ike, He was very like he was he was uh, very exhausted at that point. And, you know, Ike's trying to fire him up for this last round. And he came out. The first minute he looked all right. He looked quite good. I think that was everything he had left. And then, you know, when Damien gets on top of you, it's very, very hard to oh. get him off. Mm. Um, I not like watching that. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he got the finish. The, the sad thing was watching as soon as Damien got pulled away by the referee and uh, the coaches got let in and Joe walked straight up to Ike and and just said, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was like... Oh, horrible to see that. you know, you've got nothing to be sorry about. No, you did amazing. You did an awesome job. And, you know, styles make fights and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But the good thing is, as you said, as an amateur, this is where you do all your learning and you do that learning in the in the cage. And so you're going to be coming back better next time
2: and it really is great when you've got two young athletes that are coming up at the same time there is that rivalry you oh, know yeah. they're, they're, they're both trying to uh, uh, cement their positions within the respective weight divisions and of course uh, after uh, the very early loss of uh, uh, by joe in uh, to damien in his career i think first first fight first loss um and only loss so yep. his only two losses have now been to damien polar um and i Reckon the first fight was uh, light heavyweight as well. So uh, uh, after that, Joe's settled back into middleweight. I think pretty much the next fight from there onwards. That's so, right. And then uh,
3: trying and- to get away from Volo, I mean, <laughs> and Volo <Bola laughs> cuts half of his body weight and comes down and follows
2: him. And well, da- Damien was uh, uh, yeah, it was the first fight. Yeah, first fight. So and then Damien, uh, and then Damien's uh, remained at light heavyweight, and uh, and then uh, has dropped down to middleweight just to meet Joe for this title fight. So, uh, uh, which is um, uh, which was interesting, and well, uh,
3: Volar's gone now, Joe. If you're watching this, stay at middle and let's get a title, baby. <laughs>
2: so, uh, well, it'll be interesting, you won't it, over, over the next few weeks? Because uh, obviously, Joe's got a lot to think about, and uh, he's been planning to go pro himself, and uh, so uh, we'll we'll see whether or not that that the loss will will figure into his uh, calculations. Maybe you can go
3: around the country like Volar did and just
2: retrace Volar's steps and picking up the XV, XFC
3: title and climb back. <laughs> <laughs> the DFC title, you yep. know. Um, yeah, I think you guys called that beautifully, by the way. Well done. A um, couple of yeah. other points. We should a podcast. Well. <laughs>
1: the, the, the,
3: there's a couple of things to note. Um,
1: that you're completely wrong.
3: No. <laughs> I loved your, your
1: call, guys. Perfect,
3: perfect call. Um, there was a couple of missed opportunities by Joe. He, you know, he baited with his chin and he pulled out of the way. Vola came forward with some really, uh, looping right hands and mm. left hooks and so forth. He beautifully slipped, but it was like you were saying, don't Damien was throwing three or whatever, but there was a couple of opportunities where he's beautifully slipped. He's got the corner, right? And he didn't throw the left hook yeah. or the kick or anything like that. Perhaps out of, perhaps out of tiredness, perhaps out of a, his legs were chewed mm. and he just didn't have enough to, to be able to take advantage, but he was in a right, right position to be able to throw left hooks and both a few times did not take advantage. So he's baiting, mm. but then when he's in the right position, he missed the, you know, to, to, to throw maybe hesitancy. The other thing I thought <clears throat> two other things were because of Vola's amazing attacks we've never seen damien strike so much and so aggressively so fluently like he did in that fight he shocks joe because i don't Mm. think i think joe was expecting to get the better of him on the strikes yeah um i think we all did Mm. if you look at their first fight i think uh joe was doing very well on the feet against damien until damien took him down and started pounding Mm. his
2: head against like a basketball against the cage um well even Go say uh, when uh, uh, when Damien fought uh, Gary Neugebauer, um, it, I, Gary looked in that fight a lot more than Listen maybe the, the scorecards would yeah, and yeah. suggest, and, uh, uh, and and Damien striking didn't seem to be making a big impact. I mean, Gary Neugebauer was obviously made of concrete. So uh, I mean that, that's a contributing factor, <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it it his it wasn't striking that made the difference. Although it did get the job done in the end, it, yeah. it, it wasn't seemingly uh, making a, a difference in. He was copping some right. big
3: shots. He was copying, especially the jab of Gary.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, and it wasn't seemingly getting out of the way of Gary, and who you wouldn't say is the the, the slickest uh, striker uh, in the division either. So, um, the uh, but. So that's interesting to see how Damien's tuned all of that up. And yeah. I think that might come down to perhaps his preparation in his camp for, for this, losing the weight. But uh, He spent, definitely got speed on him now. Spent, spent a lot of time with Jimmy Crute over the last um, uh, couple of months, uh, I, I understand.
3: Yeah, and Jimmy's you know predominantly a striker, so mm. maybe you know if he's if Damien's gone in there to help Jimmy for his UFC fight, mm. you know they probably didn't spend a lot of time on the ground a, as much as Damien would be normally comfortable with. So really, maybe really really sharpening up those striking skills. We definitely saw it in this fight. Um, it shocked me. I think maybe it shocked Joe um, and. He just came forward and did so much. I think that's probably mm. the highest number of strikes we've ever seen Damien from a round-to-round perspective um, mm. put in. And, you know, he, we didn't expect Joe to be on the back foot as much as he did as mm. he was. And Damien, well done. Hats off to you. Your game has definitely changed. And I think the big question I was asking at the, before we fought was, we're seeing a different-bodied uh, Damien Bowler. I don't know how much weight he lost. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think I've heard him talk about he got some diff, different um, health nutritional um, advice in somebody new into his camp that really changed things. Because Damien's always been a big boy. Mm. He's come from that gridiron background for you know years ago, and obviously you know the more beers you can have, the better. Mm. <laughs> um, whereas no beers for Damien. He wasn't having a lot of body fat on him at all, and. Um,
2: well, I think uh, in in his first appearance here on the podcast, he was mentioning that he was walking around at one hundred and ten, wow. and then coming and then coming down a light heavyweight from there. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think here's the thing with Damien: and uh, uh, he's really had the spotlight over the last maybe you know four or five fights that you know he's, he's been main event material and oh, yeah. he's been winning winning belts and he's been cool. But it's only a matter of eighteen months ago there wasn't a strap over his shoulder, and uh, and he, and he wasn't the big big name. And I think what's happened with Damien, whereas a lot of fighters improve and maybe incrementally and they fine-tune uh, from fight to fight, Damien's evolved from fight to fight. Like, yeah. there's been, a, there's been a, a, a noticeable, not just a, a minor improvement, but a noticeable and dramatic improvement that's a game-changer. Yeah. Almost every single fight he's bringing something maybe new.
3: Joe had in his head, I'm going to fight the same Damien Vola that I fought on fight one. Yeah. And if that being the case,
2: I may have won. Mm. Uh,
3: but Vola with the amount of um, the amount he's of road that he's been out of cover, and the amount of strength you know that he's added to his game, that the, the body can't wait coming down the middleweight and. You know, he's given him a lot of speed. His cardio was beautiful. His cardio out outlasted Joe, I thought, and it showed in that fifth round. Um, and I thought that the amount of kicks that he put on Joe really stopped Joe from dancing as much as he needed to. Mm. You saw early in in the in in the fight, like you guys have talked about, um, baiting with your chin and how holding the low hands. You've got to have good fo- foot movement to be able to move back and throw that mm. and use that counter angle, um. Getting left to right, and I saw him moving a lot of beautiful left to rights um, uh, early on. But with that leg being chewed up, maybe that was the difference in him not being able to get out of the way. And Damien's going, "Oh, this is great! I'm starting to land here. Let's keep going."
2: Yeah, uh, it does. It does make you wonder a little bit as well because we know that Damien, for the last twelve months, is essentially, although he's not, a, a, a pro, hasn't been a professional fighter, he he has been dedicating himself
3: as uh, a pro, full time, like a pro, to the
2: craft. Yeah, yeah. so. Essentially, living the life of a pro, he's, yep. he doesn't. He does, his his day job is at the gym. It's yep. it's a, as a coach and a trainer. And when he's not coaching and training, he's training himself. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's all um, fight game. It's and, all fight game. And then it? you've got a Joe who's driving an hour back and forth, like two hours every time he trains. It's an hour in the car. <sighs> yeah, to training. He and he's down south, and he's and he's yeah. training it. You know, he's to the other side of town, <laughs> and so he's literally driving an hour uh, every time. And uh, so you you. you you kind of can – you know, you wonder to what extent that that, the wash-up of that might be um, on on a performance when you're, you know, at that highest level uh, in local amateur MMA. So – Yeah. And and I guess this is the difference where we're starting to see those athletes that are taking the sport seriously and and going all in like Damien and uh, athletes like Joe that – uh maybe about to do that, but I haven't yet made that full commitment. So uh, it'd be really interesting to see how Joe goes in terms see, of...
3: You're saying Joe's not very committed.
2: Okay. If, if Joe can only just dedicate himself to the sport. Vanilla Gorilla, we're
3: sorry. With, Look, don't listen to this guy. Don't <laughs> listen uh, Dave, what, are,
2: Dave what, you, what, you, what I'd love to see is uh, Joe, <laughs> if Joe, Joe had those same opportunities, you know. <laughs> uh, if Joe had the same opportunity to dedicate himself to the sport in the same way that Damien's had uh, the chance to over the last 12 or so months, yeah.
1: what, what type of athlete does... does do we see in 12 months time yeah that's a good point i mean if you're working full time doing something else and then you're training on top of that uh, as a pair compared to being able to train full time um yeah so having that
2: headspace isn't it right. you know where you're just in that zone all the time it's what you're thinking you're living you're breathing it you know you when you, you're talking about it you're hanging out with everybody you, it's just here's what i'd do if I you're was immersed joe. in the culture if i was joe right now take it seriously
3: i would get alongside damien say damien (laughs) i have to be your best friend i want to train with you all of the time because you are my kryptonite Mm. i can beat everybody else only person's beat me is you what is it that i need to do to be able to smash you Mm. you know um take me there you know i would go deep with him mm. go into his camp
2: i don't know i don't know I, I think that there's a professional rivalry that we'll see in into the in in three oh. or four years time i think we're going to see these two young men again and again, again fighting ah. each other for a professional title at middleweight yeah. at light heavyweight i mean both of these young men they're still growing you yeah. know, they're both in their 20s. You know, we could see both of these guys in two or three years' time at light heavyweight. Mm. For equipment.
3: our sakes, can you guys just get along and not
2: fight anymore? Because <laughs> yeah. we love yeah. this boat too much. I don't want to see anybody lose. What's good for the sport is different to
1: what's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, I did see Joe uh, on the uh, Wednesday, um, which was the day before the weigh-ins. Um, I was at the Shawnee Centre down at Marion because we both live down south. And... Uh, i was just walking through and i was like oh hey joe and he's at like mcdonald's just eating <laughs> yeah, stuff in his face <laughs> full ice cream yeah. <laughs> um and i said oh how you going and he's, uh, i wasn't aware that the flight card was taking place uh until he said oh yeah i'm fighting this weekend so i'm cutting weight at the moment and i was like oh okay when do you have to weigh in and he's like oh tomorrow in like 20 hours time or something and mm. i was like oh okay how, how are you going with it He goes, yeah because i hired a nutritionist and uh everything's been going great he goes normally i be at home in bed, not being able to move. because he but here I am like, walking around the shops. Like I feel fantastic. because I've only got to cut like four kilos or something. Oh. Um, and he goes, I'll probably wake up tomorrow two kilos lighter, and then I'll do two kilos of water, and, and that should be it. Um, Joe which... Joe is one of those guys that looks like death when he stands <laughs> oh, on yeah. this scales, doesn't yeah. he? Look, yeah. Looks he like a Holocaust so survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and, and
2: then twenty four hours later, <laughs> did he just? Say that? <laughs> and then twenty four hours later. <laughs> He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. He
1: dropped to 84 is is middleweight, and I think he said he weighed he weighs around ninety two normally. So yeah, he would have jumped straight back up to that pretty quickly, I'd say. Mm, yeah, like eight, eight kilos different.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that was that was a, that was a great fight, and uh, uh, we almost, can just talk about that for the next three hours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> almost got got, uh, got to the end of that one, but uh, uh, Damien. Uh, <sighs> Uh, honey Bear? Honey Bear. I think we're going with Honey Bear now, aren't we? Pooh Bear? Uh, I'd, well, I I, I think I'll call both on the night. So uh, <laughs> uh, that, I think he got Honey Bear and then at the end of the night he got Pooh Bear. But uh, <laughs> he, he, he's got them all. He's, he's got all the titles. He's got all the nicknames. He does. he's a Bowler. Damien Bolo, he is the man of the moment Love you, um, at uh, middle and light heavyweight in the country. And he, uh, at the end of the night, uh, and just for those that uh, haven't yet caught the pay per view, uh, Damien uh, relinquished his, his titles and uh, said, That's oh, it, at amateur. How is and that? put the gloves in the, in the middle of the cage and said, It's. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm done, and then distributed his belts out to uh, his coaches and trainers and his, his team. Oh, and wow. hand, handed
3: I've each have never seen that happen. Out.
1: Have you ever seen that happen? No. I, I, I saw him struggling to try to pick all four of them. Yeah. Up. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah I think the weight might have just gone. Um, and, uh, and
2: and handed it out to his team there in, in the cage, and then uh, – said basically, you know, I'm done done with amateur. I'm going to go terror. Where
3: was our belch day? Like, I thought we, we were going to get
2: one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was standing there. Um, but anyway. I'm the only one that doesn't wait, get one? Bro, what do you mean? Bro, bro. You're not coming on the podcast ever again. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, very sweet. A special fight, a special moment for Mm. for a lot of reasons. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. A a lot of humility and and a lot of respect between those two athletes as well. Although they've had a a great uh, amateur rivalry, um, there's no doubt that they've both both been looking at each other in the corner of each other's eyes over the last uh, couple of years as as they've both been (laughs) rising through the ranks. Mm. Um, uh, No doubt. (laughs) We're trying to
1: like... Make a sound, yeah. When you open that can, it did make, couldn't have made a oh louder
2: It's because <laughs> it's the solo can. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's um,
1: hidden it under the table? No I one did. will know. So
2: very, very, very <laughs> special <laughs> fight. Um, what I do want to talk about a little bit so we've touched on uh, Jasmine and Talia, and, and uh, Talia's <laughs> Talia's uh, impressive, impressive uh, win. And and I guess for for a lot of people that were at DFC 17, um, there was some conjecture over the, that. that <laughs> That result, uh, of course, uh, Daniel Drop Bear Curtis walking away with the titles becoming – and I guess if, you, if you've lost in a close fight with the only person in the history of MMA to hold three titles over three weight divisions, um, I mean, there's no, no shame in that, and to go so close – and as we say, maybe it was body language that was the difference in the end in, the, in, that, the, in that determination by the judge of maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, it so came the So the only really reason so she fun. won is because she did body language. She, she, she didn't did, fight she, better than it. No, nah, so had nothing to do with it. Josh! And, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, but for Tali to come back, that was a real story of redemption. And uh, and yeah. Jasmine put in a, an amazing effort and, uh, yeah. and obviously showed us all why, why she's regarded as one of the greatest female uh, fighters to come out of Birth ever yeah. um and um but uh, came came very very close and just fell fell short in much the same way that talia did just a matter of to a drop few, yeah. few short months ago so I'm, I'm sure that we're going to see these two uh, young women uh, in a cage facing off again at some point in the not too distant future maybe that's to come in the pros as well and something for us all to look forward to um but uh, Maybe she got to fight uh, Drop Bear again as well, and get, and get that win back too. Well, I, you can see it uh, on the cards, can't you? I mean, uh, there's no doubt that there's a there's a, a real um, uh, little group of uh, women right now that are that are, there's four or five of them that you you you'd pay money just to see them fight. Yeah, you know, don't worry about any undercard or anything. That's yeah. that that's enough. And Talia's name's always in the mix. Um, so. Uh, Yeah, so that's exciting. Let's
3: let's mention the second round from uh, Danny, I'm sorry, was it It, Jasmine Nakora, the second round after copping 45
2: knees in the first. Mm, The comeback round for her. We were expecting it to be
3: done, Mm. right? What the hell happened in the the corner there to Jasmine Nakora for her to come back and go, that's okay, I'm going to rebuild here, I'm going to, I don't know, Mm. take stock again and come back and and put in a – Possibly won that second round, mm. forty-five knees in the first, and then to actually come back and win that round by some just really good stand-up striking.
2: There was a there was a, there was a brief moment in that uh, in that second round, about t- three quarters of the way through the second round, where almost anything that Tali was doing wasn't working, yes. and, you, and there was almost a look of despair, like how many times do I have to kick Yeah, you? I can't get what's anything through now like what you know almost like what's going on like because yeah. you could see she was landing and uh and and she was doing all the right things but it just didn't seem to have effect it was just it was really great but just not quite
1: yeah yeah so I, I, uh, I feel like that that first round Tylee put in uh you know obviously the massive massive effort she's put she's landed a lot of knees a lot of um, this is going a, to be a good comment <laughs> a lot of them landed and uh she was very dominant in that first round and then it seemed like the rest of the fight either she she got exhausted after that first round did or, she dump it all yeah possibly because it seemed like the second round onwards it was very much she 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 returned to a a counter-striking style and she was fighting, throwing only one punch at a time. One punch at a time, move away. One oh, kick at a time, move away. Quick question jump in with you. Did yeah. she
3: dump it all because of the previous fight's decision? Mm, Possibly. Maybe.
1: yeah, Possibly. Yeah. But mm. it, it felt like you've gone from being so aggressive and throwing so many strikes to now you're throwing one strike at a time uh-huh. and then it and that's why it, for me it was so close because the opponent yeah. was doing the same yeah. and you both were sort of working forwards getting in range uh-huh. and then moving away and then you get in range someone would throw one strike you both move away the yes. other person would throw one you both yes. move away and it continued on that for the rest of the fight and I, I felt like calling out like Talia throw three punches flurry get her against the cage you land
3: third punch
1: it's like that flurry will push her against the cage. She was backing off every time you threw back her into the cage, grab that Muay Thai clinch. You'll land the knees again. But um yeah, it just seemed like after, coach. right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was after that, that initial first round, the rest of the fight played out as one shot at a time. Yes. And I just felt like, Throw the flurry. She is backing away from that. She is yes. intimidated with your flurry. Yes. When you got her against the cage, that's when you grab that tie clinch. That's yes. when you're landing those knees. Do that. That's That will win you this fight.
2: Well, yes. I, I think in uh, the Italia's last fight, she was quite obviously gassed and, and, and exhausted towards the end. We didn't see that in this fight. And maybe that's because there was a, a real uh, – I think the optics of winning and being so dominant in that first round – gave the the luxury of being able to then counter strike and maybe preserve herself in case you get to the fourth or the fifth and you've really got to pour it on. You, she needed to have something there. Uh, you didn't see Talia sitting down at the end of the fifth round, for instance, on this occasion or or looking gas as she was sitting um in, in between rounds and yeah. and getting the advice. So she seemed uh she seemed fresher to the end. And mm. and I think in part because that was I I, I think it might have been let's Get the optics of the big win, and then let's just maintain that lead and oh. be, be judicious. Maybe
1: that was the the game plan. I think yeah. it, it, it almost lost to the fight, in my in my view. The second round I had against her in the fourth as well. So going into that fifth, because I'd given that first as a 10-9, not a 10-8. You know, it all came down to that fifth round, and it was still in the fifth. It was no one sort of really went for it, as in no one went for a big flurry. It was very much just one strike, one strike, one strike, one strike, and it was well, just one like- of
3: the differences is she was able to hold her against the cage, and yeah, she wasn't being able to land the big strikes, but you know, little knees, little shots here and there, being able to hold and dominate that. You know, the, the, where that where the fight was taking place, maybe her extra little bit of height and and uh, and reach to be able to outbody um her maybe made the difference there but to hold and for, for a certain amount of time in that fifth round you know that's why i thought I yeah. Came. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely
2: but either way i think we're going to find those two young women back in the cage sometime in the not too distant future uh against each other and fighting for for another belt there's no doubt in my mind um very very high caliber uh young female fighters there yeah um and at lightweight uh sorry flyweight was it uh flyweight uh you know, there, yeah, one there aren't too many others. Yeah, mm. so we um, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the bad blood between Jake Hurl and, and and Brad and Um So uh, coming, in, it was it, it was the first time I've seen at the DFC weigh-ins, and 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 you were, you were MC for for that one, and so you you had a better view than most. The. the the stare, the, the stare down, uh, got serious, and uh, for the first time, I, I, I think Greek had to kind of get in between the, the fighters big, and break it up. Uh, <laughs> the and <Hulk>. uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it would. So there was obviously there's some there's a lot going on there, yeah. and and you said on a few occasions in the commentary, this is really a fight seven years in yeah. the making, yeah, and this is a fight that should have happened at DFC eighteen. Uh, sorry, DFC seventeen. Oh,
3: really?
1: Uh, seventeen that, or sixteen? Isn't that what Rich said? Yeah, uh, I heard oh, him really? say it.
3: Uh, but I this was is... <laughs> drinking a few beers in commentary, this and, time and
0: then uh, and and then, I, I, yeah, no, and I, I have him hidden I, under I the think, cage.
1: Everybody, Did, so when, you yes, it, when you open it, when you open it, went. And uh, but J,
2: Jake, you pulled out last minute. And, uh, oh, oh right. Yeah, I so, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, the, these two young men were, were, were to fight. And I, uh, I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but it might have been at 17 or 16, but yeah. sometime in the last couple That's of DFCs, right. the, these right. two young men were to face right. off and to, you know, put all of this bad blood behind them, mm. you would hope. Mm. And there's, uh, and then Jake pulled out. Now, in Jake's victory uh, speech, um, uh, Jacob made mention that <laughs> he, he'd come very close to just giving it all away. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 uh, but he found his passion again, and, uh, and maybe out of hatred, out of hatred for Brad, <laughs> hatred been, brought me back. Yeah, well, it seemed <laughs> to be some unfinished business there, yeah, and uh, and and it seemed like Jake Jake might have been happy just to leave it all alone and to, to to step away from the sport. But there was a it was enough fire there to bring him back, and uh, <sighs> um, and certainly that that uh, that mission to uh, see this dispute. To, yeah. To the end uh was uh, was enough and uh and it I mean it made for a great fight. It really did. And
3: and I'm I'm a bit torn here. I don't want to maybe divulge too much information because you know the gen, I don't I don't want MMA guys, especially under DFC, to come across as thugs or anything like that. But sometimes you know, sometimes it They're brings thugs. out the best and the worst <laughs> in people too. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes if you're on a winning streak. Uh, How do I say this? (laughs) How do I say this? You feel very confident. Yes, that's the that's that's Mm. the (laughs) word. Thank you, Hollywood. Um, And you may say some things in that confidence. um, And you know somebody who's equally as good may have some things to say back that's the, I'm trying to be politically
2: correct. Uh, Brad Woolley <laughs> and What exactly Jacob did they right? say? <laughs> well, it, so how did it, how it, did it, the how it was even, the genesis of this dispute? Well, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, where where did it all kick off and why was that bad blood in the water?
3: Well, I'll tell you this. We, you know, both Andrew Carpenter, my co-commentator and myself, you know, had been talking for weeks in advance about, you know, where does this originate? And we didn't know. Mm. We just knew that there was blood in the water. Mm. You know, we'd always seen on social media over the years, you know, F you, no, F you, I'm better, you know, I'll think I'll have something to say about that. You know, teammates even getting involved and saying, This guy reckons he'd smash everybody. Jake Hill might have something to say about that. Mm. And then Jake getting on. Mm. But there's it's not even just been words, is mm. what I'm gonna say.
2: Ah right, so mm. there's been actions, brick through ah. windows and <laughs> petrol bombs, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> burning each other's businesses yeah, Rocking yeah. up
3: at each other's gyms, going, let's go, I'll take on the gym, you know, <laughs> <laughs> old school Japanese style, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but there has, I'll say this, it spilled um, out in the if you like, outside
2: it. of the gym environment, <laughs> there might have been some heat in a room. That's not the DEFC.
0: Look,
3: this is the funny thing, right? We we didn't know, so I was, you know, I went to the weigh-ins and I'm like. Poor guys are dehydrated as hell. Mm. It's probably not a great time to start going deep into the <laughs> some, some hard questions. Yet I did anyway. <laughs> uh. um, stupid me, I also did it in front of their coaches, which is probably even dumber uh. because their coaches, you know, sometimes may not be aware of some of the things and maybe uh. even if they are, they don't want them talked about. Yeah. Maybe they've disciplined their fighter over it. Maybe they've had words. Maybe they said, you know, you shouldn't have done that or whatever. Mm. I don't know the full stories, but I do know the look on some of the coaches' faces. I'm not even going to mention names. When I brought up the subject, it was like… Because
2: both of know, these fighters are from Adelaide, aren't they? So, yes. I mean, there's every chance they could cross paths oh, just yeah. they're they're socially. Oh, yeah. They've been
3: crossing paths mm. and they have crossed paths socially on the weekend at certain places… Out in town, for example, mm, and mm. you've had a bunch of guys from one gym and a bunch of guys from another gym, mm-hmm. and things have had to actually get. Uh, have Marv,
2: Marv gets involved,
3: um, well, Marv <laughs> wasn't there on this occasion that I heard about, mm. uh, and um, I probably shouldn't say too much because I don't know a lot. It was was funny. Maybe though. you've said
2: too much already. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. yeah. say more. So, <laughs> this,
3: the funniest thing to me was um, was Jake was early at the weigh-ins, right? Brad was still cutting weight and I'd gone up and spoken to Jake and I said, mate, where did all this start, you know? Mm-hmm. And and look, I always say to all the fighters, you don't have to answer any questions. And even if you do answer the question, you can just tell me personally and then you can say to me, I don't actually want that said on the on the broadcast and we'll respect that, absolutely. Um, we'll say what they want us to say. Um <laughs> So I've asked Jake, right, and I've, I've got full 15 minutes off Jake where he's told me the whole story. Uh, right?
2: right, okay. Yeah. Right?
3: And if you're watching, Jake, thank you for giving me your time. And like human beings, we're all human, right? If you ask me, I'm going to be biased on, you know, the way I see things and I'm going to give it to you straight the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. If you ask my enemy over there, they're going to tell you Rich is a dickhead and he's yeah. a liar. I've heard is that. And bullshit. Yeah, we were saying right? that
1: before you came in. Yeah. And- <laughs> or you'd be correct.
3: <laughs> so Jake gave me 15 minutes and he said, this happened. And then he did that. And then he said this. And then he said that. So and you the,
2: could see the escalation going
3: and on. And as far and, as I'm concerned, after Jake had told me his story, I'm like, wow, Ant-Man, Brad Wally, you're a bad, bad guy. You shouldn't have done any of these things, right? Mm, mm. <laughs> and then, then you half an hour later, Brad.
0: Brad comes in <laughs> and,
3: and he's got his coach next to him and I'm like, Whoa. Oh, and I'm like, I can't believe all that. Because I, I, Brad, when he trained his first ever training session at Cardio Flex, it was with me in my class. Ah. So I'm like, I feel like I've known him since a teenager kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, he was twenty, but he's twenty-seven now, so a long time ago. Um, and he—he's just been a lovely young guy, you know. Mm. I'm like, what? There's a different side to Brad that I never <laughs> knew about. But, you know, things happen. Yeah. Um, mm. And so then I heard Brad's story. Mm. Well, actually, not from Brad. Um, pretty much, you know, Brad- from another source. Yeah, I, I, yeah. That's, that's what we'll a source—a
2: source that's close to the situation. You may say. Yeah, a yeah.
3: source. that's Did I tell you who it was? No. But let's just say what you said was spot on, very close to the situation. Very, very good friends of Brad. You probably know (laughs) who I'm talking about. If you don't know, you'll just, you'll know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Was it Jake? (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, some commentators are real stirrers of pots and, um, you know, they provoke fights. I don't know if I'm that. I mm. probably don't want to be that guy. But sometimes you've got questions to ask and, and it's interesting to know and sometimes they can be the actual story of the fight that needs sometimes to be told. Mm. Maybe not all the details if certain things have gone on. Mm. Um, but there is a story behind this fight, you know. Mm. And then I got, you know, the, the other source told me 20 minutes on the other side of the equation. Uh. I'm like, oh, what? He did what? Wow. He did that? Mm. And then... What? Wow. You know, mm. and so it was it was complete polar opposite worlds and none of this was true and none of that was true and both were true at the same – it was
2: like, mm. wow, mm. I, you know. But this is know. the stuff that great rivalries are made of, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is mm-hmm. the type of thing that can – well, I mean, in this case it seems to have brought Jake back from the brink of leaving the sport. Yeah. You, we're all
3: Aussie, Aussie males and we're all proud and if you're out there – let's say you're out in a place in the public with your girlfriend – right, and something said to you, you're going to stand up, aren't you? And so those sort of situations happened. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot behind this fight. Wow. And I thought it was interesting Jake's uh, victory speech. Mm. Like the last victory speech of uh, Tim Rogers, mm. there was
2: a few things that were interesting that we were not there. When yeah. he
3: pointed to his girlfriend and said some naughty things, yeah. <laughs> and,
2: uh, and, and, and what seemed it, <laughs> what seemed interesting was like they 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 had the fight uh, and they uh, and afterwards they did there was a, a, a respectful in, embrace
3: in the la- in the last. Uh, round, there was a respectful embrace mm-hmm. and they didn't actually talk through the fight They and then they gave each other a bit of respect. But then it got to the victory speech and I think the respect was gone. gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. It's like I've been fighting people like, like, that. Pe- people like that since high school. Yeah And then Brad walked straight out of the, the cage. Didn't and hang around. Did not hang around. Yeah. There wasn't much love in the end. I do, do you
2: think there'd be a rematch? Do you think there's a rematch in it? No. No. Yeah. That, that's
1: all done now? Yeah, the yeah okay. Was, the fight wasn't amazingly entertaining. Please oh, <laughs> don't think? I didn't think <laughs> it was. On. What? <laughs> it was so the, the main event. I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, well, it might have me, been a little
2: bit anticlimactic after, yeah. because I mean, really you had three three main events, didn't you? You know, like, there was yes. a lot to look forward to, and there was a lot of personality around. What are you talking Carly about Hollywood,
1: the, the one where he was trying to take him down for three rounds in a row. And he didn't get him down, and it was like him hugging him against the you cage. You had the best spot in the in the, <laughs> the
3: whole auditorium, in the whole Adelaide Oval, and you didn't see the action against the cage?
1: I saw the, uh, that… Uh, the elbows to the yeah, temple. there were some good shots. The guy who was defending, uh, the, the <laughs> like, takedown did did great in terms of his takedown defense. What do you want him to do? Well, no, that, that was… The, the fight
3: was a a, a, a takedown superstar versus a striker. What do you yeah. think's going to happen? Yeah, You've got to nullify each other.
1: If, if, would you see it again? The hesitation that doesn't support your excitement there. <laughs> if you didn't know the story in the background of them, would you want to see that I fight think again? If you're,
3: and this is this is speaking to your uneducation of this sport. For uh, <laughs> 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 an educated, uh, especially if you know the background styles. Of if the you each other, don't know
1: the background styles, which ninety nine percent of the people in the audience would. Then know I'm of. with you. If yeah. you if you if you're a casual and a fag like you are Hollywood, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> it,
2: it was... Like- so I mean,
1: Volick will be a casual one. <laughs> <Casual>. <laughs> it,
2: it, it was a it was very hard fought and, and oh, it was a very hard fought a... match and uh well i i, I think what's really telling you is that there was, you over, really uh, yeah. there was over over a thousand people in the room and nobody walked out so uh and, and and what was interesting was uh we really ripped through the early half of the card uh, the, oh, yeah. and then it really yes. looked like it was going to be in a but we were still there till eleven thirty. Uh, yeah, how did that happen? And it, yeah, it was just amazing. Um, it slowed
3: down and got more technical as it went on, of course. But yeah, it really
2: went fast early, didn't, didn't it? it? Yeah, it had. It was off to a cracking pace. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so if we look up and down the card, uh, Rich Warner, um, what was your fight of the night? Because we, we we haven't handed out the checks yet, so maybe you can influence uh, <laughs> where the money goes here. So, well, we've mentioned. Brad and Jake, we've
3: mentioned Vola and Joe, mm-hmm. mentioned Talia and Jasmine. Mm. Um of course uh, the BJJ final went to the tractor, um, yeah. with uh, golden point uh, takedown at the end, which is good mm. to see. I think
1: that needed to be explained to the audience as to what happened. Oh
3: my
2: god! <laughs> well, we, we thanks kind of Hollywood. Just, uh, Thank you for saying that. I think we, re- I think we discussed that a little bit off air, and uh, and yeah. and the BJJ was con- I mean, it's it it's essentially what we'll, um. What we're seeing with DFC is is the evolution of how combat sports are presented. And uh, so we've seen K1 enter the cage just in the last 12 or so months. Uh, We've seen BJJ um, uh, enter uh, onto the card of uh, some major events as well. And I think that, uh, you know, there's still some experimentation going on there to get that formula 100% right. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I think in, in that case, you know, not everybody was on the same page with how that was going to, uh, if it was so even towards the end, how it would be decided. But in the end, it was by golden point uh, I was. think it was decided. yeah um, and took, uh, from a little, soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit confusing uh, for the ring announcer as well because they mm. got up there to announce <laughs> a winner and then got told, oh, no, we're going to do a golden point. Up. What does that mean? He I don't know. Golden stitch. Yeah, that's right. We'll see what happens there. Um, so, um, so we're seeing some of that. Um, and, uh, but, uh, so I think most exciting knockout of night has to go to Isaac Richards, who again, um, uh, it seems every DFC steps out and knocks somebody out in in a spectacular, yes, in spectacular fashion. You yes. see, the
1: one that uh, looked like he was asleep as he was being introduced. And, uh, when they brought him into the middle, even then he was standing there like, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He yeah. is a cool cat. And then as
1: soon as the fire started, he, he went oh. out like a lion and tore. It oh, was oh, insane. I was like, this guy's not taking this seriously. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so, then he's just the complete opposite. Uh,
3: <laughs> you know, that yeah, definitely the KO of the night. Mm. And you know what? I think arguably, I don't know if it's just that I love uh, Isaac so much, but I think that was the fight of the night as well. <laughs> um, it was very quick and it was overdone over really quickly as well. But, that guy is an excitement machine and, um, you know, talking to, you know. Most electrifying athlete in local MMA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, you know, the guys from, uh, you know, Kim Robinson and uh, Kachina Fight Club, um, Sam Bonetti, uh, you know. How good does Sam Bonetti look. look? He's like 10 years older
2: than me. He this is, is
3: insane, just, isn't it? He is just amazing. Yeah,
2: I, I got a wink from him as I was in the cage. I looked around there. All I could see was like vascular arms. Oh, and you and, and And I was like, Damn he was, he was just
1: nicest, you're allowed most, to look it's okay yeah, yeah, he like,
3: <laughs> he's like the most positive encouraging guy ever sam benetti he's been around everybody who i know and love and respect knows and loves respects um sam Bonetti, and they've had you know many many years of of uh, relationship with him he's been the og of the scene for many years before mma ever existed and um you know, he talked to me out in the back and talked about, you know, the, you know, the, one of the cliches as they say, no stone has left, been left unturned. But mm. he did say that and he bloody meant it. He talked about, you know, leaving nothing to chance. Um, some of the pad work that I saw of and, and always see of Sam Benetti with like, um, you know, Manoli, Camburus and so forth from Kachina and and also um, from Isaac had been absolutely scary um, before this fight. And, you um, I, I absolutely believe them. No stone was left unturned, and there was no doubt about, I thought, who was going to win that. Um, respect to Andrew Gosling to come all the way from WA for that fight. Um, he he may be an absolutely fo- a great fighter. We didn't get to see any of his skills because there was no opportunity. No there mm. was nothing in it at all. Um, he just... I don't, I don't know, as you said, he, he looks maybe like he's sleepy, but he is not a sleepy young character. He is a, an absolute bullcat and um, hence his name, Bullcat. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the way he finished that, the guy is, you know, he used to be the goalkeeper. And, you know, if you're a goalkeeper, you've got to have amazing reflexes. And yeah, amazing so, you know, so his story to- is
2: he was the, the goalkeeper for Adelaide United yeah. and, uh, and, and turned his attention to MMA yeah. and kind of in the, height of his career almost he he just gave that away Mm. uh and uh dedicated himself to to the life of an amateur mma fighter and uh and is now in my estimations you know the the most exciting man to watch inside a cage in in 2023 absolutely Mm. he
3: is um and yeah he's super exciting his ability Mm. to generate power uh when you don't expect it, you know, he didn't just hit with the beautiful left, hand, left hand. He's left handed, which, you know, the left hands come out of nowhere. If you're not expecting, mm. you, don't a, you don't have a lot of experience with left handers, which is the key. And then he so threw punch, punch, punch. A, and then it's, a left head kick as well. Rocked him. He was rocked multiple times within, you know, five, 10 seconds. And the, he didn't even have a chance to hit the mat. The ref had to stop it because you could see mm. he's still standing, but he ain't there. Yeah.
2: Oh wow! It was almost a replay of his performance at Apex, wasn't it? You know, it it just, just extraordinary talent there isaac is uh has definitely got the momentum and it'd be very interesting where he goes will he stay in amateur or is he going to make that step up to professional um does he take away a belt with him before he does that um i, I think uh, all of these questions are still mm. being answered mm. but uh, i'm excited to find out what the answers are um so uh, spectacular card great matchups mm. congratulations mm. to Ike and the team behind the scenes there who was who was
1: your fighter of the night
2: uh, well i'll, I'll my fight of the oh, night was. I've got Joe, another Joe one Damien, too. Sorry. So Joe and Damien was my fight of the oh, night. Yeah, that that yeah. was the that was the one I I had my the most that garnered my attention my, the whole night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole fight was uh um uh, was something. There was in every round there was something to to. To think, either either athlete could potentially walk away with it, right up until maybe the last uh, uh, the last ninety seconds or so. And, and and Damien started to pour it on, and you could yeah. see uh, there, there was a, a gap that was starting to emerge there. But that that for the personalities, enjoying both young men. Uh, enjoying their company and uh, and uh, but having had the privilege of uh, watching cage side their performances over the last couple of years is it was a, it was a great moment um, and uh, I, I didn't want to see either lose but yeah. uh, uh, on the night Damien proved why he is uh, the, mm. the triple mm. champ at the moment um, so that that would have been my my choice for fight of night knockout of night was uh, Isaac Richards um, I, I mean not not just because of fact that he he, it was the best knockout of the night, but because it's a facsimile of his his last two performances essentially, as well. It's a facsimile, exactly. So, so for all all the young people out
0: there, (laughs) uh, (laughs) hey, look, I had one
3: other real quick one that I'm going to throw in there, and I don't know if it's just I'm a little bit biased, but Mm. um, uh. Abdul Jalil Muhammad. Yes. Um out, yeah. Probably a little bit biased because the entire time that he fought, he was talking to me outside of the cage. Uh, yeah, that was good fun. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Ten seconds in, he's gone for the takedown and he's got his head against the cage and it's like that far away from me where I'm commentating and he can definitely hear me. Um, and we had a good chat before he fought and um, I swear he's got a, his head against the cage trying to get the double leg and he's looking at me and he went,
0: it <laughs> a week. I'm like, did he I'm, just, I'm like, <laughs> did he just
2: make it I think that just happened, and then he started talking. Yeah,
3: um, and he was acknowledging our commentary. Yeah, he, was,
2: like, he was participating in the commentary. I think, he that certainly state. was. Yeah, I'm like, mic him up, head, head 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 <laughs> and.
3: Uh, you know all of the before he got in that cage he was warming up in the cage 2 hours or 3 hours before the event mm. you know as they sometimes do he's going through one of, with one of his teammates look I'm going to do this if he does that I'm going to come here circle to this side all that sort of stuff right which is cool because you know I can watch that and go okay see so you know, if you
2: follow through yeah. yeah
3: and he come up to me he goes cuz he lost his last fight yeah. and um he you know when we when we have fighters we often get them to fill out a form which you know they can fill out some details about themselves and give us some information about things that they might like to be to share mm-hmm. um some shout outs to certain people who might be watching whatever it might be and one of the things is is we, we asked them to write their fighting style <laughs> <Kibib>. <laughs> and he said kibib style yeah and like okay we, yeah. we, share we with that, you a moment, right, right? Yeah. and he, he did that in his first fight and um I think I may have asked him, are you going to do some kibib chain wrestling, obviously? And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And he tried. I think he fought Crane Burke from M16, who was again on this card. And congratulations, Crane. We haven't said anything about you yet, but you fought very well as well. Um, But uh, he promised me, he said, mate, I'm going to come out. I w- he goes, you told me off in your commentary last time about I didn't do my Khabib style. He goes, I'm going to do kabib style. And
0: I'm like, oh, really? I'm so
3: sorry to tell you off. I didn't mean it like that. You know? <laughs> um, and he's just like, yeah, don't you worry. He goes, that was like my first ever experience, maybe a little bit. I don't know, I said deer in the headlights, but maybe a little bit hesitant. There was a, a beautiful spinning kick that he that he went for and he stopped himself just before the buzzer in his first round. And I'm like, why didn't you throw that spinning kick that you were looking for? I'm looking at you now, you're doing all these spinning moves in the cage. Um, what, what happened there? Why didn't you throw that? Uh, and he said, I hesitated. I'm like, ah. And he goes, yeah, that won't happen this time. I've had my hesitant fight. I've had my little experience this time. And I was in my head going, easier said than done. You know, I hear a lot about fighters that are going to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do this and then that, right? Yeah. And none of it is ever done, you yeah. know. So, it's very, you know, I'm a commentator and I talk all the time. It's easy to talk. It's easy to do my job, to do their job and to, to, you know, to do what they're dreaming of in their head at nighttime is very difficult. And I get that. And he said, I'm going to come out and I'm going to, my first thing I'm going to throw is a Superman punch.
0: Hmm.
3: I've heard that so many times. Yeah. And you know what he did? Superman punch, straight from the get-go. Righty, kick kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Abdul Jalil, not only are you a man of your word and a man of very strong character, mate, you are a highly skilled young man, a very exciting fighter to watch in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much for commentating with me while <laughs> and for giving me a little wink. I very much enjoyed uh, his performance. <laughs> he- I- Flawless performance.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think what... <laughs> really the difference this time. How much did Abdul Jalil seem like a seasoned professional like he'd done it like 20 times before? So his first fight was very hesitant. And you could kind of get the sense he didn't get it all off. Like it, it just didn't yeah. go his way. He didn't get into his groove and yeah. and the like. And, and when, when I announced the, I, I think, one of fights in that suffocating Khabib style. Yes. And, uh, and I, I stepped back and um, I think Rick Clingons leaned over and he goes, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I laugh when you said the Khabib style and zero and one. Because, like, I think Kabib's 33 and zero. (laughs) So, so he's, oh, we'll see how he goes this time. Yeah. And then then he came out and he did fight in that style. Like, there was no doubt. Like, if you, yes, you heard the Kabib style and you saw the Kabib style, and, uh, and every, it it all went his way this time. He got into his groove and he fought his natural style and, and he kept it in, he he kept himself, uh, uh, moving in, 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 in the way that, you know you know the way that he had trained in and imagined in his mind he would on the night, you know, and it all just he just went into sync and 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 it came and and but it wasn't just the Khabib style in terms of the fight, it was the Khabib style in terms of the talking and the yeah and the interaction with the commentators. Well, and the week- said yeah, at and, the
3: end of his fight something, uh, it was a beautiful line that he said something about um dreams without uh proper activity. No, that
2: was so Damien. So Damien
3: said, yeah. did he? Yeah, um, and, and equals. It was, Mental masturbation. No. no, delusion or something <laughs> delusion, like that. Delusion. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. So yeah. just basically, you
3: know, being out of dream is not enough. Yeah, imagination yeah. without action is just delusion. Oh, I yes. think that was yeah. maybe it. Yeah. That and, and that's what I was, Abdul Jalil, so. Yeah, well.
2: No, I think he mentioned who it was as well. But it, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was it, it was, it was a, a good line, wasn't it? It was a great line, and mm-hmm. and I love the fact that these uh, these amateur athletes are are thinking in this way. I love that Abdul Jalil had that confidence in his second fight on a big stage to really be himself and and to to fulfil. And and now he's he's walking away not wondering what if. Uh, he, he knows that when I'm when I turn up, I, I'm, I'm I'm formidable, and uh, I just got to be myself and. And you see that in Damien, you see that in Joe, you see that in yes. these these amateur fighters that are fighting with such maturity and technique and skill in the cage, but then outside the cage, yeah. handling themselves very very professionally as well. They've got an idea as to how to brand themselves. We see it in and the merchandise. You're, you're donning some of it now. We also saw the vanilla gorilla merchandise out. We, yeah. we saw Talia the. Great yeah, I didn't white get my, sh- my T-shirt this time off uh, the gorilla. I'm, I'm going to have to hit him up. I reckon. I, I think so. And, <laughs> and we see it in. Uh, uh, Joe's personal brand I think he had the the pink nail polish on he did um, not and, sure uh, about that well, okay. <laughs> 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 and uh and so you're starting to see these young athletes really get their get their personality out there understand yeah. that there's a bit of a marketing game outside yeah. of just the fighting and and uh, start to uh yeah, emerge as real personalities in the sport yep. which oh, is a beautiful thing to oh, see I really Are you
1: disappointed that uh Joe didn't walk out to die straight? <laughs> <laughs> he did, didn't he? He didn't. No, he did. He walked out oh, of well, not a, the not the Money for Nothing It was song. a
3: different song. It wasn't uh, Money for Nothing. It was, was Songs of
1: Swing. Uh, no, it wasn't that either. No, it, was it wasn't that either. No, no, no. It was, That's um, their
3: best song though, isn't
1: it? It was that... Uh, oh, this gold is... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Said, dun, 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 <laughs> you got songs of Swing. That's do, not Songs of Swing. That's not... Where the boys
3: can play... Yeah. And dedication
0: the day. shit Walk Walk yes. It's ah, ah, ah. it. not so you're You're, right. To
1: carry you're 100% out. right. <laughs>
2: you just had to see it through. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, but Charlie. I was
1: expecting the money for nothing. I Yeah. I didn't get it. And I was like, ah.
2: So maybe a strategic, a strategic misstep. Can we, the, I think that's the,
1: why he lost the fire. By the Vanilla gorilla camp. <laughs> can we start They'll a petition
3: <laughs> and get signatures uh, for Joe to change from diastrates <laughs> to something else? It really
1: irks you,
2: doesn't it? I oh, love <laughs> well, everything about him except for the song. You can put him <laughs> the nail polish. <laughs> the the diastrates. <dice laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder yeah. where the diastrates' inspiration comes from, actually. I mean, it's a it's an interesting one, isn't it? There's a lot of exposure. I mean, even he's a young man, so you wouldn't imagine I think it, it was, he said even his mum and dad might not have been playing.
3: <laughs> like I, a, I think he said he was driving in his car, he had it was like a mixtape or something he just put on he hadn't heard for years. He plays a little bit of guitar. Uh, uh, I think there's a connection there, he's like <laughs> he played that before or whatever, <laughs> and he just put it on like and he started getting into it and he's like, I'm gonna make this my first. I'm like, No, bad decision.
1: <laughs> 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 That's where it came from. Uh, we had the Venger boys a couple of times. We had Venger boys, yeah, yeah. I think twice
2: in a row, yeah, wasn't yeah,
1: it?
3: Two yeah. twice oh, in a row. Oh, speaking, look, look, we've got to mention this young man. Okay, we haven't yet. The hog, uh,
1: Jacob Desmond,
3: mm. um, because he came out of the Venger boys, yes, right. he did. And he was the first to wear the crazy glasses. What did it say on the glasses? Hog move. Hog moves or something like I don't like that. know. No, no, I can't, I can't I didn't see that. This yeah. speaks of confidence, doesn't it? Like to go in there and have um, what do you call them? Uh items yeah. on the side. Props, ready. props, yeah. he's gone in with props. These are my winning props over here. Have them ready, boys. And the boys <laughs> were like, boom, glasses on. Well, you know, like yeah. <laughs> there was no doubt in his mind that he was going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. And uh was he from Igor as well? No, 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 uh, no, he's Element. from Element. Oh, no, oh yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, yeah, oh, so here's the swimmer. We did
2: talk a little bit about him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? We're seeing these young athletes. They've got their own style. They understand the importance of marketing and brand. And, well played, Hog. You know, I, I think uh, we're going to see some uh, some piglet or some Hog shirts coming out. Very <laughs> yeah, very where's soon. the Hog shirts, Jake? Uh, they, maybe maybe he's got his own uh, line of sunglasses coming to uh, Ooh, the store near you Wouldn't that be good soon. if we can all get the glasses? Wouldn't would it be on? great if you just get them on the runs?
1: Yeah, yeah hog hog, (laughs) yeah, uh Hog branded sunglasses on the runs. $29.99. 2999
2: so, yeah yeah so uh, but uh, yeah i mean and, and so it's wonderful to see the athletes thinking not just about what they're going to do inside the cage but you know all of the things that go on outside the cage which we've spoken about on many occasions it's really the difference mm, between a, mm. a good athlete and a great athlete and maybe opening the doors on opportunities you know if you've got uh, if you've got two athletes and they're pretty even in most respects but one's got a bit of personality and, and, and boring. yeah, and, yeah and, a, and a bit of a social media following and a couple of sponsors behind them well there's every Chance that that athlete's going to well get get better matchups or uh, doors might open more mm. more uh, With the for them <laughs> as well. Yeah, as well. Let's not underestimate that. Mm. Uh, so a great night, uh, DFC 18. We'll go down in the annals of uh, local MMA as one of the great ones. Yeah. And uh, uh, we absolutely cannot wait until the 3rd of March, which will be DFC 19. Um, and uh, I, I believe June next year will be uh, XX. It'll be DFC 20. Um, so absolutely amazing. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, next October on the 14th will uh, be uh, DFC 21. So the calendar is set. And uh, so uh, mm. if, if you're a trainer and, uh, and a coach and uh, you've got uh, a fighter that you've uh, you've been preparing um, or that you just want to kind of uh, get in, in the cage on the biggest stage that there is available in Australian MMA. Dave will fight you. Yeah. Dave's wanting on, a, on a bear at the next one. Mm. I heard. Mm. No. <laughs>
3: bear hands. Yeah. So um, amazing so, job. I just want to mention this. Dave Stockbridge, ladies and gentlemen, what a job on the <laughs> MC, Mike. Uh, you know, always, but I just thought, mate, I, I get goosebumps all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I really do. I really do. Did you, you get
1: goosebumps? I, I didn't, but I thought you were a fantastic job. <laughs>
3: I did you, 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 you can't manufacture what uh some people with their own self their own personality their own soul produce um is unbelievable and you are absolutely special my friend and oh. um, we are absolutely privileged to have you at dfc <laughs> oh um, thank you you know not that you're not part of dfc you certainly are part of the furniture um uh,
2: and part of the soul of dfc maybe a but, cushion uh, in the corner maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe not the couch
3: but. but yeah look you probably don't get thanks Maybe a throw often. rug
1: and, One of those cushions uh, that you flip over when you Friends are coming over. and they get
3: dirty. Everybody uh, <laughs> give a shout-out to Dave Stockbridge, everybody. Oh, everybody give yes. him some love. Tell him what a great job he did and uh, how he made you feel. And uh, if you're selling or buying a house, uh, go to Real Real Estate. And I can
2: make you feel like that all the time. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, well, I think that brings us very neatly to the to the conclusion of this uh, podcast. Um, so I want to thank our guest, uh, Rich the Banger Warner. Um, so uh, there, it wasn't a banger. It was jazz hands
1: oh. wave then. Was, <laughs> 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 what was this?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we had lots of bangers. We had lots of bangers throughout the night. Everyone was a banger. There was no disappointing fights, no disappointing fighters. Everybody was a winner. Win, lose, draw. Absolute winners, everybody. Um, well done. If we didn't mention your name, um, it's not that we don't love you. You um, uh, are very special to us and uh, we love all the fighters and and uh, you guys are all of our heroes. So well mm. done to everyone. Single athlete that attended on the night and all the teams and coaches as well.
2: All the teams and coaches, M16, uh, Element, um, Igor MMA over again, dominating from New South Wales. Yeah, uh, let's not have them back again. Josh, pull about, please. <laughs> no stay way. Stay yeah, away. Go, goodbye. Go, Got to go, get go border patrol. Those, those, those guys <laughs> that were doing <laughs> stuff near the Covid, they should just set That's up right. for Josh as soon as they see him coming. Hey, no, man, no. Man, no idea. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Head <laughs> off to Queensland. Um, so Trinity MMA, uh, Laristra, um, over as well, which was fantastic. Um, mm. uh, so, uh, so many, so many good, uh, good coaches, SACA, complete control. Yep. Yep. Uh, all, all the guys, um, thank you very much for, uh, for, 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 um, making your way I say health of course um, so uh, all of the guys thank you very much for re- re- making making DFC 18 very very special yeah. uh, to the friends and family that attended um, it was a, a wonderful night I'm sure none of you will forget and certainly mm. one that will linger with us mm. for, for many many years to come and uh, of course we'll look forward to bringing you more of the Daily Combat podcast very very soon final
1: thoughts Hollywood a uh, fantastic card so many first round finishes you can still see it if you go to diamondbackfc.com you can still purchase the pay-per-view there and view that it is definitely worth the money for sure
2: absolutely you'll jump on a fight tv and spend your 50 bucks and you can watch it over and over yeah there you go awesome. okay right. guys we'll for thank me. you very much we'll look forward to seeing you next time
3: <laughs> jazz hands <laughs>